Hello, good afternoon. Morning. Morning. All right, Beth, you slag. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? All right, yeah. I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fresh out of it. I've literally just finished the second episode. Um, Oh, my God. So you are... So I want to say there's a lot that went on in that second episode. So you must be like... Your head must be teeming with um, reaction. It is. And what, what was the weirdest thing about all of that was that normally I like to watch EastEnders in an evening and I haven't had a chance this week. So I'm just sat. It's really sunny outside. And I'm sat in my room, in my childhood bedroom, as we know, I'm quarantined in my parents' house, um, just sat in watching EastEnders on a Thursday afternoon while it's blazing hot. I, was, I say blazing hot, it's 21 degrees, but I am Welsh, so I'm allowed to call that blazing hot. Yeah, um, that's tops off. But it was, it was so entertaining um, and there was so much going on that I didn't mind. Yeah, so that's no, I appreciate that. That's testament to this week's, to this week's uh, storylines. The first thing I wanted to bring up, Beth, um, oh, if you're new to this, we talk about EastEnders. This is Weekenders, uh, EastEnders podcast about the week of EastEnders. Makes sense. Um, So this week, on the year of our Lord, the 20th of April? Yes. What, today? Oh, not today. The week, week beginning. Sorry, yes. First thing I need to talk to you about, Beth, is why was, why was Stuart a vampire? I mean, I feel like I might have missed a lot of the other stuff that went on because I spent so much time thinking about that. That was <laughs> yes, absolutely yes. batshit. Pardon the pun. Because <laughs> I fucking hate a pun. Um, so like that really wasn't on purpose. But like, absolutely mental. And my mind's going back thinking, was Rainy really into vampires? Like, has she said that in the past? Like, do those two really love Halloween? Like, I just... I didn't know what on earth. <laughs> Do was they love Halloween? Because at first I thought I also thought, oh, romantic sort of proposal in a funeral home, bit you know. But I guess they both work there, so whatever. Um, but like, then him being dressed as a vampire, and then and then just when you think that's not mental enough, she says she hates it as rightfully so as any of us would if someone i mean if it was dicaprio and he proposed to me dressed as a vampire i'd I'd let it go but like virtually anyone else (laughs) i would hate that so yeah but then what happened then she then she (laughs) so i'm gonna say if this doesn't win best actress at the soap awards whenever that (laughs) they begin again Correct. I, be- I I believed every thing. I heard everything. I believed every <laughs> word of it. I was like, oh, sh-. I was like, oh shit, no, because I kind of like we- we've talked about this before. We love Stuart and Rainey. Yeah. And and then she she did a one eighty and was like, I'm blessing with you, Stuart. Do you know what? It was almost. Like, it was. It was so good. So, and what was what was odd about it? Is that normally what they'll do with a with something like that? So, so she turns around and goes, "No, of course I, I loved it. I loved the proposal. Of course, of course I'll marry you." So she says that. So, but what's normally happened is that the audience we know that she w- would do that. So they'd do a little sly look to the camera where she'd be like, "I want something nice and pretty, not this." And then you'd see her like because she was in the bathroom on her own. 
So what you normally would have got is a little glimpse into her character where she'd sort of smile, like knowingly, like, oh, I'm winding him up here. But there wasn't a moment of that. So it was almost like what no. happened was the producers came in and went, I know, look, um, and the story people came in and went, Rainey, I know we were going to have you saying you didn't want to marry him, but actually now we think about it, we do want you to. Oh, right, should we go back and film it from the start? Don't worry about it. Let's just pretend that you were pranking him all this time. Like, that that's the only explanation for me of how, how well she did that. Yeah, yeah. There is... I can't... Hook, line and sinker, I was... And then, it, I think it was the first time in a while I've been genuinely sort of um genuinely sort of like shocked and surprised at a moment because you know we, we always say we know we we get the gist of what's going on and things happen and like there are there are things that inevitably explode like this was the first time in a while i had no idea so but well done I, EastEnders. i, I want to go back to what you said though because of this mad, mad storyline, that that first episode, I, uh, I sort of forgot. Yeah, I didn't realize what was going on. The, the Panasars, no idea what was happening there. No, couldn't, couldn't register. No. The only things I, ma- the only things I managed to to pick up on was Sonia's pathetic attempt at Whitney not seeing um, Leo's mum's Instagram. Which is so weird, because why would she see it anyway? She obviously doesn't follow her. Do you know what I mean? Like, how would... On Instagram... Close friends. Close friends story, yeah. Like, that was so such an odd choice to use Instagram. Like, I, I don't know how you would create something like that that Whitney would have seen anyway. That was really odd, that. It's all over social media. It's on her socials. It was really odd, that. It was them definitely being like, of course Wit's got a, an Instagram. She's in her 20s. Yeah. Like, but I love that. That, I will say to Leo's mum, quite a good, quite a well-produced Instagram story, that. Better than me. Yeah, it was It was really good, actually. Yeah, it was really nice. She took some time on that. Because I, I can't really, now, she she put two pictures on there without using mm. the layout setting. And I thought, I want to know how she's done that. Because I quite often want to put two pictures on an Instagram story and I don't know how to do it unless you use layout, which is a new feature. But she didn't use yeah. that. She didn't. She had a poll in there as well, right? What's, um, here's a, did she have a poll? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I could have been wrong. I was sort of still. I mean, I hope she did. I um Right, here's a quick trivia question for you. Sorry to drop this on you, but... Can you remember or can you think what EastEnders Residence version of Facebook is called? Friendster? No. Friendzone or something. Oh, God, what's it called? I can't remember. I just wondered if they had an Instagram equivalent. Oh, my God, yeah. Endogram, no, no. I think, yeah, Facebook was sort of like, yeah, friend... friend We might have to Google it, mightn't we? No, yeah. Mm. Headshot. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have a look. We'll have a look. Um, Leo's mum is terrifying. Terrifying. Just terrifying, but also like not 
feels out of place in EastEnders, not just because she's northern, not just because she's northern, no. but I just like I just don't. I'm like every time she's in it, I'm a bit like, oh, who's who's this? Every t- I'm always I'm I'm shocked every time, and yeah. I should know who she is by now, but she's so out of place, and it's I don't know, I don't know about that, but it's sort of this storyline bled into episode two, right? Yes, it did. Well, it was the Duff Duff, wasn't it? As well. Mm. And what I did love about both episodes, he's been sort of in the background for a while, but Max was very much front and centre. Yeah, he really... um, He's a mad character, Max, isn't he? He's so complex. I think he's one of the best characters in the show because mm. um, he... He has such good heroic moments and he's very like under the law, is it? Like he'll always, he's a rogue, but there's some like sexy, nice kind of good elements to his character. And then sometimes he can just be horrendous, but you always kind of like him. I kind of like him. You just like... I do, I really like him. Yeah, he's he's sort of flawed in quite a nice way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But he had some great lines. He had... uh... She's up for a murder charge, son, not running around with scissors. Yes. (laughs) And um, my favourite moment, which sort of for me, if I could just mention this a second, this was um, in the second episode. I I thought, this is why I watch EastEnders for this shit. It was Max and Whitney in the Vic at the bar. And they'd been on this whole journey of she wanted to run away. He's like, don't run away. And she's like, I have to, I can't cope. And he's like you are strong and she's like I'm not strong and he's like you really are and then he thinks he's convinced her and then he realizes he hasn't she's written letters to everyone she's got a passport she wants to run away um and then it and then he's like okay if you want to run away here's some cash and and a phone great stuff because Sonia nicked your other phone um and then she's decided um because she you know Leo's mum's been arrested and all her family have come around her that that is the strength she needed to stay and she has this really moving sort of poignant speech to Max um all the while Bewitched Sailor V is playing in the background and the Irish dance bit, what do you like? Um, say you will, say you won't. I can't think of a more inappropriate song to be playing in the background when somebody has just said that they're not going to run away because they're on a murder charge. <laughs> it's absolutely sensational. And that was, that was, I thought, this is, this is quality. Because in real also, life, if you had that conversation in the pub, anything could be on the jukebox, to be fair. And that, you've answered my question, actually, because I was about to be like, Who's decided to put that in there? No one. Life doesn't decide. No. You know? Yeah. Could it be Michelle McManus? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been one of her slow-moving ones. It wouldn't have been Martine McClutchin. They don't like to um they don't like to mix real world with fake world, you know? Yeah, it's a conflict of interest, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spandau Ballet. Um <laughs> yes. Um, totally forgot Max and Rainey were married. Same. Again, was a, that that's a storyline that I think I had dipped out. I'm ashamed to say it. I dipped out for a week or two, maybe, when they were in the height of, like, pretending they were married. No, sorry. Pretending they were a couple. And then they actually then, turned into one, right? They did turn into a couple. And then, I don't know, the baby 
came back into it. And didn't Cora come back into it? Yes, she did. I yeah. See, I missed quite a lot. Um, and I came, when I came back to EastEnders, I just dipped out for a while. I was just I I, I can't remember why busy work whatever. Um, and then I came back and Max and Rainey were together, and I was like, what the hell? And then my grand was like, oh no, they're a pretend couple. And I was like, what? And then they were a real couple again. Um, yeah. Um, over at the Slaters, again, weird one, this one that Kush is essentially keeping the family afloat. Um, very, I don't know, feel sorry for Tommy, love Tommy. I'm not sure about the reaction to his dyslexia. It was like he'd been given a terminal illness. I know, so odd. And it's like, why on earth... Wasn't Kush telling his teacher that he's being bullied really horribly? Like, it upset me so much, that did. And I thought, what is going on here? Wasn't he going, okay, he's dyslexic. Great, that's fine. That's literally just like saying to someone, oh, you need glasses, I think. You know, it's just like, oh, you've got Mm. additional needs. Like, haven't we all in some way? It was really weird, their handling of that. He was too busy. uh, His teacher's so fit as well. Oh, I know. I couldn't think about anything else. Yeah, it's like... If that was my child, I don't have any children. If I did and that was their teacher, I would be doing a lot of parents' evenings. <laughs> so fit. Miss Granville, um, it's uh, Thursday at 9pm. You've got a bottle of Pinot Noir. Why what, what are you here? <laughs> Do you want to discuss my son's dyslexia? <laughs> Kush was too distracted, I'm saying, with um, Jean's new piano. Yes. They, I love they... Daniel. Oh, I know. From Beyond the Grave, still still a hero. Yeah, I love him. I thought that was so nice. Yeah. I just... It was a bit like... What? Like, nice, good. Uh-huh. When Mo said, We've already got eight in this house! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, exactly, you need a piano to distract you all. Um Jean playing the piano. Yeah, it was nice. I enjoyed that. Nice little touch. Again, they it's so Dickensian, EastEnders. That's why mm. I love it. Like a piano turning up from the grave. It is like something Dickens would write that. <laughs> I love that. Just a knock at the door, open it, there's no one there, but just a piano. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Big problem. I think all bets might be off. For the Vic? Yeah. All bets? coming. Well, not all bets. Just your well, bet. My bet. <laughs> my bet, which is all bets. No, <laughs> I I didn't see this coming. No, so well. You you thought that Phil and Sharon would have it, yeah? I thought it was in the bag. I thought it was in the uh, in the arches. No, I. I mean, in fairness, if in doubt, go to Australia and see Michelle. Always, and Always. to be fair, I mean, Sharon. I can't think of anyone who's deserved time off more than Sharon. She has been absolutely grief stricken, like having to deliver exhausting performances for weeks and Mm. weeks and weeks on end now. Like all the Keanu stuff um, being thrown out and she's pregnant and all of that. And then all of the Denny stuff. It's like, like, I hope she's in actual Australia. Like, I hope they've gone. Do you know what? You've worked so hard. Please go and see Michelle. We don't know if Michelle's there. We don't know if Sue Tully's there. But please go to Australia. You've earned it. 
I've I've just booked a flight to Australia. Have you? When? How? I mean, they don't know, but impossible at the minute. But I and I'm sorry. I thought Michelle was in Florida. Uh, they should have. They should have. Remember when EastEnders just used to pretend everyone was in Spain? They should have yes. just kept it as that. Just like, and then you could do like a spin-off, like El Dorado, where all the characters that have emigrated, they they're all in Spain. Um, and you please just... tell me you remember the early two thousands week of episodes in Spain when it was Pat, Peggy, yes. Frank. Oh, my God. That was incredible. It's so sad they haven't done that for ages. I know. We, yeah, we are, I'm going to find, dig out one of those episodes so we can watch it together. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Once the, if we run out of EastEnders episodes, I think we should go back to the Spain ones. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. It's in the diary. It's in the books. Um, and then what an ending. Wait, no, you've, you've, I've seen in our notes, the mirror, talk to me about the mirror. Well, yeah, did you see, so we had as our quote, we discussed, um, the mirror. So a mirror broke in the club and they were like, mm. that mirror meant everything to mum. It meant more. My, <laughs> what was it? She lived for that mirror. That's it. She lived for that mirror. And then it's like, it turns out it's entirely replaceable. so it's like we've just gone to Ikea and got another mirror the same and then the mum comes in she's like a proper Disney villain that mum she's great I was trying to think of a last villain like her that we had in EastEnders but she walks in she looks in the mirror like mirror mirror on the wall and you think she's going to spot that it's a replica and she doesn't it's Mm. just a climax that just it just fades to nothing then she peters out but in the future she might go and that's not even the right mirror you know maybe she's kept it to herself for now who knows yeah she she's that type of character who would like just clock it yeah and then use it again correct yeah she's she's a good one one to watch and what a twist beth at the end oh leo's mum terrifying leo's mum how has she been arrested She's just roaming the streets with a blade. <laughs> just when those letters were disposed of. Which, yeah, she I... didn't take Max's advice and burn them. She just placed them very neatly in the bin. Just with son on the top. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not going to resurface. Yeah, it's, just, it's a good end though. Really good end. Good end. If you if you move, if you breathe, I don't know what she said. She's gonna kill her basically. Yeah. Um, we've got our quote of the week. Important part, um, of the podcast, Beth. It's this. It made sense. It's short, but it's sweet. Yeah. Okay. You mean okay? All oh, right. What a Shrek proposes it. What's it to you? <laughs> Shrek proposed. What's it to you? <laughs> What's it to you? That is so good. I am obsessed with Rainy, honestly. Yeah, she's great. She gives no fucks, does she? She absolutely 100% no fucks. Um, a um, Shrek proposed. Max again. He's a cool customer, he is. Yeah. I've just seen there's some tweets and I, I haven't... Um, I haven't read these yet, so I'll read them out loud for the first time. Um, oh, even better. Uh, at Highly Strung, 
Spoilers! Stuart Highway and Rainy Cross rush to hospital as they both as they are both diagnosed with carrying hashtag EastEnders on their backs. <laughs> That's so funny. So obviously just a huge fan of them. And whimsy. That twist in that tweet is like the twist with Rainy thinking that you weren't she wasn't gonna say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at Northern Lord, I honestly don't know how Sonia finds the time to care for others at home when she's working 20 hours a day on the front line. She's an inspiration. <laughs> oh, God. No, she's not doing it in real life. That is amazing. Oh, that is. I mean, they're obviously joking. I've realised now. I kind of don't want them to be there. Because I always, I like, as we, we're EastEnders fans, but there is an element of madness with soap fans because i've got a i've got friends who've been in soaps who've actually been abused in the street when they've had horrible storylines like people actually abuse them and shout stuff at them as if it's them it's a real problem because people just feel like it's their lives yeah so that's when i read that then i was assuming that they honestly thought sonia was a nurse as well but I, i think they don't at Mr. S.J. Patterson, Highways to Hell is a sensational title. Hashtag EastEnders. Correct. I love that. Highways to, to Hell. To be fair, to be fair, really good title. They had a great laugh in their single bed about that. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, that single bed. I can't. I Tragic. absolutely simply can't. Yeah. Beth, you sent me something sensational this week. What did I send uh, and you? And it was, you sent me the mini site within EastEnders called Weddings of Wolford, a quiz. Yes, I remember now. So I thought we could do the quiz um, right now, right here. Yes, that's what we said, didn't we? We'd do it here. We can uh, answer them together, but I can read out the quiz questions. In what year did Pat and Frank get married? Was it 1989? 1988, 1990. Oh, my God. Um, mm. I'm going to say 89. I was going to go 89 as well, you know. Go on, then. Let's go. Hey! Is it correct? Right. Question two. How many wives has Ian Beale had? Is it four? Is it three? Is it five? Okay, I need to count these live. Um, so we had Cindy, uh, Jane, Laura. He didn't marry Mel. No. They he she famously left at the wedding. I think I think it's three. Cindy, Laura, Jane, and then Mel is a red herring. I'm going three. <gasps> it's more, isn't it? He did marry Mel. Oh my God, I forgot. He <laughs> lied about Lucy having cancer and she married him out of pity. Yes. Oh God, he's a piece of work, isn't he? I'm furious at this. Sal's Hutton, give me my question. Who did, this is for you, Beth, who did Lofty Holloway marry in the first ever EastEnders wedding in 1986? Was it Sharon, Michelle, Dot? 
God, I was three. Uh, well, Christ, it, it, must, it would have to be Dot because Michelle and they would have been teen brides. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Dot. You're going Dot. You got it wrong. It was actually Michelle who married Lofty. Oh, she got married when she was really young, didn't she? Shit. Mm. I underestimated how much younger I was than Sue Tully. <laughs> I love Sue Tully. Than you think. Oh my God, obsessed with Sue Tully. I absolutely love her. Go on. How did Billy propose to Little Mo? Oh yeah. Oh, Billy! Um... Billy got down on one knee in the square. Billy stood on the bar in the Queen Vic. Billy wrote, marry me in alphabet macaroni. <laughs> I think it was that one. Yeah, I think it was that one as well. You're right. It was C, how romantic. Oh, Beth, interesting one this for you. Bianca and Ricky married in 2010 for the second time. But in what year did they marry for the first time? Mm-hmm. Was it 96, 97, 98? I, this is a complete guess, obviously, because I think, if anything, it'd be fucking weird if I knew this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 97. Good year. Year for the Spice Girls as well, of course. And good year for Labour. Bad, and you're right. You look at it. Was I right? <laughs> Yay! You... Ricky said I do to Bianca for the first time in 1987. Incredible scenes. Oh my God. Question eight for me. How many times has Janine Butcher been married? She's as bad as Jewish as a bacon sandwich. So, she's married Barry. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, or was he just going to propose? This is what gets me. Mm. I'm terrible with a marriage and a proposal. I think if it helps, I think Janine's been married a lot. I think it's probably more than you'll expect. So I would go higher. What's the, what's the options? So the options are two, got to be more than two. Yeah. Three, four. Yeah, she was like a fucking death widow. Like, she was like a just constant widow for a while, wasn't she? I'd, I'd go high if it was me. I'm going to go three. Okay. I'm going to be wrong, I think. You're right. Beth, you were right. What is it for? It's four. Oh, I totally forgot these. So, Barry Evans, they were married. David just says, oh, David, rich Jewish older man who died of a heart attack moments after they married. Okay, so in my head, sh Pat came to the rescue and stopped it. Didn't happen. Right. You dreamt that, did you, love? I did. Then she was married to Ryan. Yes. Whitney's brother. Mm-hmm. And she was married to Michael Moon. 
course she bloody was. They were such an evil pair, weren't they? He was yes. scary, Michael Moon was. Very scary. Very scary. We need an evil man back. Mmm. We do. Uh, and we have two more questions. For you, Beth. On what special day did Cat and Alfie marry for the first time in 2003? That was Christmas Day. Chris... It's Christmas Day. Valentine's Day, Cat's birthday. We're going Christmas Day. Correct. You've smashed this, to be honest. Who was the first husband of Sharon Mitchell? Oh, you've purposely rigged this so that you got that one off of your obsession with Sharon, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) Was it Simon Wicks? Was it Phil Mitchell? Or was it our favourite, Grant Mitchell? R.I.P. It's Grant. Yeah, it's like, move on, Sharon. Stop bringing him up. He's doing a show on gangs. He's busy. Lucky Sharon was married to Grant from 1991 to 1995. Quite a long time. Yeah. You can see why she's not over it. They were a nice couple, actually, Sharon and Grant. She had a terrible haircut in that time, though, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She's had a few good haircuts. Haven't we all, though? Yeah, fairness to it. It's like life. Yeah. Life's like we a got there Sharon for... Watts haircut. And we're going to have a guest next time, aren't we? We're going to have somebody who's been in EastEnders chat to us. We are. Based on... Um, we, we're thinking about this like, this week, Beth, because you know what happens. I'll tell everyone else. I got a follow from Natalie Cassidy. Oh, I'm so glad you've saved this to the end. I was hoping you were going to bring it up. This is one of the best things that's happened all year to both of us, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Competition's been low, in fairness. Yes. Um, but. I just yeah. can't believe it. It's like when, one of your idols has just followed you. And I think you've dealt with it really well. You haven't let it go to your head. You haven't slid into her DMs. You've just, you've styled it out. And the, do you know what I always find? If someone like that follows me where I go, oh my God, they've just followed me. Like, I love them. And I actually give such a shit that they follow me. And it's so exciting. I get so nervous that they're going to unfollow me. Do you have that now? Yeah. Where you yeah. just check. You'll do the odd check where you go, are they still following me? And you're like, yes, if they are. Or like, if they like one of your tweets, you're like, yes. And then you just check and you think, oh, imagine they just go, oh, this is bullshit. I don't know why I followed them. They unfollow you. And it's like, that'd take a while to get over that. Don't, because I've put, I've put one or two tweets out since the follow. I haven't got a like from them. So I'm wondering. How many is she following? Know. Mm. I don't know. Let's see. I really want her to follow the podcast. I know, I know, Nat Cass. She's following 807, not many. Bloody hell! And how many followers has she got? 300,000. Oh, mate. That, that's taken it to another level for me. I did not realise those odds. I didn't know that. Scroobius Pip followed that. me the other day and I got really excited about it. <gasps> oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I was absolutely thrilled. Oh, love. It's, great yeah. podcaster. Um, 
so yeah all right well um you've you've got to go and have a pop tart before work now haven't you because you live in america and that's what americans do a glass of aj and a pop tart before starting starting work for the day for coming coming back to my desk um yeah, get in touch with us at Weekenders Pod if you've got anything to say. Um, if not, we'll probably just retweet some funny people. Um, Beth, have a great week on your square, Wales. Likewise. Lots of love. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.